Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Dear friends of the Voice of the Church, this, um, this day I want to bring a message from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15. It's the parable about the prodigal son. And uh, my focus today is going to be on the second half of the parable. I had spoken earlier about the, the son who um, had um, behaved very badly. But uh, the focus today is going to be on the older son. The message finds a special focus in verse 28, the second part of the verse where we read, And he was angry and refused to go in. The title for the message is, Why is the Older Son Angry? Dear listeners, in the first part of the parable, we can read about the young son who acted very wickedly toward his father. He demanded his inheritance, and um, he gathered it all together, and then he he left home and he squandered the thousands of dollars that his father had given to him. He squandered it on wild living. And then he became desperately poor. And when he was suffering that poverty, he suffered deeply and greatly. And we read in verse 17 that he came to himself. He came to his senses and he realized how wickedly he had acted toward his family, and he was so ashamed that he, he decided, I am not worthy to be called a son of my father anymore. And he decided he would return home and ask his father to treat him like a servant instead of as a son. He just wanted the, the blessings of returning and being part of his father's household, even if it was only as a servant now. That's just the way that people, broken by the preaching of John the Baptist, it's just the way that they came to Jesus, begging to enjoy at least some blessing in the kingdom of God. They wanted to be connected to the place of blessing. These are the people whom Jesus welcomed, just the way he, he welcomed the tax collectors and other people who were called sinners. In the second part of this parable, we're going to learn about the older son, and that's what we're interested in today. While the younger son in the parable corresponds to the tax collectors and sinners whom Jesus welcomed, the older son corresponds to a different group in Jesus' day. We'll see who those people are in a moment. Here's the story. The father is overjoyed to have the son he loves so much return humbled and deeply ashamed because of his bad behavior. He's overjoyed because he wants to restore his son. All the pain this young man had caused him was just forgotten in a moment. He was so full of joy to have his son back that he threw a party. It was like, as he says, it was like receiving the dead back to life again. These things happened while the older son was hard at work in the field. The, the older son didn't know about these events. He was a hard-working man. He kept working until the job was done or until late trying. 
And as he returned from a hard day's work back home, he he looked forward to the kinds of things which a hard-working person looks forward to. He looked forward to washing up, relaxing, eating his meal, perhaps talking with somebody for a while, and then being released into beautiful healing sleep, the reward of hard labor. So he is coming home after this hard work. And as he draws closer to home, he hears music, happy voices, people are dancing. And he's confused. What's going on? There's a party at home and and I wasn't informed. His servant, who seems to always be nearby, his servant replied, rather encouragingly, I think, he says, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has found him back safe and sound. Clearly, the servants are excited about the younger son's return. They are happy to have this this young master home again. And they expected the older brother to be happy too, like their father. They call him your brother, and they seem excited that he's safe and sound. The older brother is not happy, however. Instead, he's angry, and he refuses to go into the party. Now, that's the question I'm asking in this message. Why is the older brother angry? Well, his anger really is the same reaction that we read about in the early verse of this chapter. In the first part of the chapter, we read about the Pharisees and scribes. Those are the religious leaders in Jesus' day. And they were grumbling against Jesus because he received sinners, the people who were regarded in community as being sinful. He, he received sinners and tax collectors into his friendship, and he welcomed their hospitality, and he went to their homes too. So uh, the older brother, he's angry that his father receives this particular sinner, his younger brother. It's the same dynamic as the Pharisees and scribes angry at Jesus for receiving sinners. The older brother is angry that his father receives this sinner. He has excommunicated his brother from the family already. He will not regard him anymore as part of the family. He is a sinner and he deserves nothing except to be thrown out of the house. So he refuses to go in. The father went out to persuade his son to join them, but he is adamant. The older son does not respond to grace. It does not make him happy that such kindness is shown to somebody who has sinned so badly. He might be the the loyal son, but this older son is not like his father. His reaction to the return of his younger brother is the opposite of his father. He becomes very selfish. Why, Why couldn't I have had so much fun with my friends as you are having with this son of yours, having a party? eating the fattened calf. The younger boy, the younger son, came home saying to his dad, I am not worthy. And the older brother thinks, that's right. He's not worthy. He shouldn't be here. Father should not have welcomed him. He's still dead to me, and I wish he were still dead to dad. Why should we pity him? Why should we forgive him? He's the sinner I'm not. I'm a righteous person. He is unworthy, but I am worthy. I earned my place in this family. I belong to this family, but he doesn't. 
The father replied to his older son, and he replies wisely. He doesn't get angry at his son. I find that pretty remarkable. But he doesn't get angry at his son. He, he does not even rebuke him. He reasons with his older son, and this is what he says. He says, everything I have is yours. Don't be jealous when I freely forgive a sinner, your brother. You already have everything. You are a full heir of all that I own. I am yours, and all I have is yours. That's the way it is with family. And that's the way it is with God, too. God has given himself to us. You can say of Yahweh, he's mine. He's my God. He's my Father. That's what Jesus taught us to say. He said, when you pray, go and say to God, my God and my Father. That's already what God taught Abraham many years earlier, thousands of years earlier. In Genesis 15, he said to Abraham, I will be your God and the God of your descendants. I will belong to you. So I am yours and all I have is yours. But, and this is even more amazing, the father says, this young man is my son. He is your family. You may not excommunicate him. He belongs to you because I forgive him. And you, you must forgive him too. I'm your God and he is your brother. Now celebrate because you need to give yourself to me and to your brother. The community of God cannot tolerate jealousy or people who think they are better than others. The young man came to his senses. And we are left wondering if the older son ever came to his. But that's all that God wants from you, whoever you are. If you've wandered far away and done things unimaginably sinful, or if you have always been living in the house of God, it doesn't matter who you are. All that God wants from you is to love him and to love his family. Love him for his grace in Jesus Christ and love your brother and your sister, whoever that person may be, because you, you are worse than that person. You are not worthy to be called a son or a daughter by God. But that's God's privilege. It's, in fact, his glory to call you his child. And now it's your duty to call God your father and his other children my family. Thank you for listening. <laughs> 